What's going on, everybody? I'm Skip. I'm Corey from Not Outer Industries. Here we talk about stories and jokes, mental health initiatives, and, and this, this is, is the, the Outpost. And the old man. And the old man. And the old man. <laughs> We're going to have to redo that intro next time. It's okay. I'm not egotistical. Yeah. I, just, I just want people to <laughs> know like I the, am, uh, I'm not Corey. <laughs> and the, the old, old man. man. That's a good <laughs> yeah. So today we got we got me and old man here, and then we've got Corey on the phone back at his comforts of his house. Right. So where are we? Yeah, though? I appreciate y'all being so flexible. So yeah, man. Well, a bit of a hectic day yesterday. We're on out in Kawartha Lakes, riding all around for the uh, Veterans and Everyday Heroes charity initiative. I think there's about two thousand dollars raised. And, yeah, uh, it was a good ride. Wow, it was a beautiful day yeah. as well, and and uh, we'll we'll talk about that in a minute because uh, there's a lot of there's some fun stories to tell about that ride as well. Yeah, um, but yeah, give kudos to Blackbridge, freaking Blackbridge Harley Davidson for hosting us and letting us record the podcast here in the showroom. Yeah, freaking all the beautiful bikes in the background. We got the live going. Yeah, we're gonna so, try that for the first time. Yeah. see how it goes. Pretty pretty gnarly. Yeah. Pretty gnarly. Pretty excited. And if you anyone looks real closely, they'll see OPC rigs there chilling out on the small chair by the fireplace. <laughs> so um Man. Yeah. So Corey, welcome from um your home a little bit uh, east of here. Cyberspace. In cyberspace. <laughs> I just checked your live video, looks good. Yeah? Which one of us it's looks sideways, good? Sideways, but Oh. Uh, the one wearing the MHI shirt. I know. Did great. you see that? Should I, t- should I twist it uh, upright? Would that make it easier for the viewers? <laughs> I can. It's, I don't. It's the first time I've tried this. So. Awesome. Yeah, I guess it's a little delayed. Oh, there we go. Okay. It's the other way now. But uh, that works. It's just the way you yeah, turn your live, phone, bud, Corey. But... Okay. All right. So who went to Dover? For the Friday the 13th. Did you go, Corey? I was actually uh, clearing the range. We were getting ready to clear hot on, uh, out in Borden. So I missed that, unfortunately. Oh, man. Yeah, so as... Yeah. And you were there, so too, right? pictures. Uh, at the range? Yeah. No. Oh, no, okay. I was uh, going to Florida. You were vacationing. Oh, that's right. Yes. You're in Florida. God damn, I love Florida. I yeah. know that the you know a lot of Americans <laughs> make fun of... Floridians? Mm-hmm. Is that what you would say? Yeah. Okay. Um, and I'm not sure why. Um, and there's all these, you know, Florida man does this. Yep. or Flor- um, I thought I had a lovely time. Well, I mean, yeah. Florida in a whole is known as like the retirement community oh, of the U.S. Sounds so good. Sounds right? so good, yeah. Uh, but a lot of, um, let's just say, southern-raised uh, rednecks. Okay. Doing crazy stuff happens down in Florida. Yeah, not all of them. Not all of them. Not all. Of them. But just in case there's Florida th- people watching. I, I think a lot of the attention comes to Florida, right? Just because there's a lot of people that live down there, and I think that uh, per capita, there's more people doing dumb shit in Florida than there is anywhere else. <laughs> okay. <laughs> from from uh, from an American. From a native. From, <laughs> from a native American. Yeah, that's a native American. <laughs> not that type. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so that's why I wasn't there. But um, 
I was sad I wasn't there because it's probably the last Friday the 13th with, you know, decent weather. Yeah, well, it's the only one all year. Yeah. Right, so they're not going to have another Friday the 13th the rest of the year. That's why it was so big this year. How many bikes do you think? Oh, a whole bunch, over 40,000. Crazy. Like, it was insane. There, it was insane. Like, it was packed. Like, it was the first time I ever went to Dover, so I didn't know what to expect. But they, they had a really good, really good come out. Like, a lot of people were there. Of course, yeah. you had clubs, you know, yeah. all off on their own doing their thing. And, uh, yeah, the, the um, what is it, the thong dude? Yeah, I was going to say, did you around. see him? Yeah, I got my picture with him and everything. Nice. Oh, yeah. Sometimes he has a companion. Thong dude's getting a little older from when I last remember oh, being there man. probably 10 years ago. But yeah, yeah. he's he's, he uh, classic. he's leathered up pretty well. I was going to say. Yeah. I, I put my arm around him and I <laughs> had my hand on his shoulder and it felt like I was rubbing a leather couch. Like, <laughs> nice thick skin, like suntan skin. When you said coach, did you mean Chesterfield? Mm, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Whatever, softer? Yes. I mean, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I had a couple of guys with me and they showed me like the, the staples of stuff that you have to do in Dover. Like we went to, I don't remember the name of the fish place, but there's a fish place right next to the beach. Yeah. And you go get a perch sandwich. And um, went over there, got a perch sandwich, had a good time. And, uh, yeah, it was a lot of, lot of fun, a lot more fun than I anticipated. Now, were there lots of vendors? Like, when, when I've been, like, I really look forward to the vendors. And There was a few vendors. There wasn't a whole bunch. Oh, like, there was, there was a guy raffling off a bike. There was a guy raffling off a vet uh, or a dealership raffling off a vet. And uh, there was, like, an insurance booth. There was a couple of T-shirt booths. But it wasn't, like, lined down the main strip with vendors. Like, you know, like if MHI was there... Right, uh, like or um, you know, people with parts or unique mm-hmm. parts, that kind of thing. Not it was not like a swap meet, but you right. know, just interesting. It wasn't things. even that crazy. There was probably less than fifteen vendors that I saw. Oh. Everything else was store shopping, right? Well, hopefully that'll that'll come back in the next one, and there's. I hope so. You know some some of what it used to be too. Yeah. Even though like having that many bikes is really awesome. Yeah. You drive in a in a convoy like that down the road, there's something even though you might be stuck in the middle and anything could go wrong. Yeah. It still pretty feels pretty powerful. It was pretty it was pretty gnarly. Like riding in and just all these people riding together. And um like two or three riding groups looked like they got stuck together, but it was one really long train of bikes, probably 100, 150 bikes at a time pulling into downtown. Wicked. And uh the cops were out like crazy. And uh, like the only time I'd ever seen that amount of cops at any kind of event was Mardi Gras down in Austin, Texas. And uh, like they had riot police and all that stuff out there. And in Dover, they probably had cops walking around in, in aspects of like 10, 10 at a time walking together. You know, they the had, ones you could see. Yeah, the ones you could see. <laughs> I don't know if there was yeah. any snipers on the rooftops. but Yeah, <laughs> that would be a little bit extreme. Or, uh, or, you know, your undercovers walking yeah. around, that kind of thing. Well, you have, you have uh, potentially 40,000 people yeah. or more in that small of an area. And sometimes people get mad about things. Yeah. Right? I think, uh, yeah. Corey, if I'm not mistaken, I sent you a picture of me drinking a beer. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I've been there. Last time I was at Silver. I was in the same spot. We basically just made our way through town drinking all the beers we could. Yeah. And then we found the perch sandwich place, but it was a little too late. We'd already been probably drinking for 12 hours. So it was a, <laughs> it was a great time. The next day was not so great, but uh, it was really motorcycle. Like it was just 
met all the staples there and then went to the beach and uh, had a few friends there and uh, it was a lot of fun. We'll together we get out again to the next time and then we'll set up a vendor booth for the next event. Oh yeah, but, uh, for sure. We so, got a few things on our radar. We have the uh, Four City uh, Bike Fest coming up June seventeenth to nineteenth. It's going to be there's going to be a stop at Rockies, so we'll be supporting there. And then the week before that, we're going to be out in Bob Cajun June eleventh. I think there's an event at Blackbridge that same weekend as well, which is going to be a stud show. Yeah, we have the uh, the Rockies Hog Rally. That's awesome. That's going to be coming up. The dates for that are June 16th through the 18th. And, um, yeah, we're going to be doing registration for the rally on June 16th, and then rally day one is the 17th, day two is the 18th, and then on the 19th we're going to have a breakfast and kind of like a final wrap-up for everything. So it's going to be pretty gnarly. A lot of a lot of vendors are going to be participating from what I'm being told. Um there's a lot, lot more things that they're finalizing right now, and uh, I know, I know the ownership for Blackbridge and Rockies are going to make it pretty epic. I've noticed, um, um, you know, a big sort of shift, uh, you know, following both Blackbridge and Rockies, uh, just in in uh, efforts, not the right word, um, but just them throwing the the time right, mm-hmm. you know, showing up. And saying, you know, we are, uh, um, you know, the, a motorcycle brand, yep. right? Which is which caters to a whole bunch of different motorcycle enthusiasts, and we're out there. and We want to be part of the community. We want to do events, right? Like that's what I think everyone's missing, mm-hmm. uh, sort of in their lives in general, uh, is that actual face-to-face stuff. Like let's let's get back together again. Let's go out and ride, but like let's have a good time too. Yeah. And it's really, you know, it's cool to say come to a dealership, but when there's stuff going on on the ground too there, like that's what people are going to, that's what they're going to, sounds like they're going to get out of yeah. this event. Yeah, they're putting a lot of dedication into it. Right? There you go. A that's lot good. of dedication. And, um, you know, I talk with ownership quite a bit going back and forth and, you know, going to, going to Rockies before the ownership change and going to Rockies after the ownership change, you can clearly see that they're more community geared than just, um, you know, business oriented. Awesome. Right. And, um, that's one of the reasons that actually brought me from the U S up here to Blackbridge was just the, the involvement that they have with the community and the, the amount of stuff that they give back. Right. And, um, and well, it's, go ahead. I was just going to say, I've, uh, to, to add some credibility to that because I don't work for them. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say you would <laughs> kiss up to them on, that's not what I'm insinuating, but, um, sort of the first time I met them formally, you know, having seen them before so in the you know, motor, motorcycle scene, um, that, because we filmed an episode of the outpost mm-hmm. and, you know, it was, was it like late October? Yeah. We did it at their early house. Early November. And they, you know, they let us into their home, set up our gear, uh, offered whatever we wanted i think they even brought like yeah, some got, food in yeah they ordered pizza and all that stuff yeah. for everybody and and we had some great conversations and i know from you know speaking to to both both eric and brian that you know they they care about veterans they care about the motorcycle community um and yeah i'm ex- i'm excited about what's coming yeah so and i know Corey, you've had some good conversations with them as well so uh 
You back that up? Yeah, well, they were the first I, dealer to also, uh, no, they, they were the first dealer to support us getting shirts in and also talking about veteran initiatives. So we were actually uh, looking at doing a vendor expo with veteran uh, businesses in the future. So Aaron's been pretty instrumental in helping our business grow. And and that's kind of the whole point behind starting the outpost in Blackbridge just because of the support. And I think there's a big similarity between motorcycle riders and veterans and, and just the support we get from both communities. So, yeah, yeah. definitely agree. Like yesterday, um, I know we'd circle back back around to the the ride yesterday that uh, you participated in, uh, Corey, assisting me with uh, the Veteran Everyday Heroes ride with the Korth uh, Charity Riders. Um, it's just so, it's so awesome sometimes how humanity works. Like, you know, coming from the professions that we've all, all done, you know, we, we can lose that in ourselves. Um, and, you know, having turned back to opportunities for service in other ways and, you know, raising money for veterans and first responders. And then, you know, you know, you, Corey, you and I have, have become uh, great friends over the years because of, you know, what you know, we want to do for not only, you know, as you know, still members of the military, the people that, um, you know, share, uh, you know, our trade and, and in, in general in, in the Canadian Armed Forces, but also um, out there in the community, the people that are, are you know, need, need that extra, you know, boost, that extra bit of kindness. And, you know, through that, we've met some amazing people. Uh, I can't go anywhere with you, Hatter, without someone going, hey, there's Corey, and there's Hatter, <laughs> and then I'm there for five hours. Right? Yeah, like last night. And the night before. Time. Yeah. I know you had a good time, and you know what? Uh, I enjoyed, I enjoyed watching you yeah. have a good time because you don't often uh, – I know you say you're having a good time, but you're still very focused on what you're doing. But – yeah, and it's important now that we're able to get out in person. I think everyone just kind of wants to reconnect again after being stuck behind, I was going to say behind bars, but uh, behind masks. Anyways, the masks have dropped, and it's nice to be back to somewhat of a regular norm or the new norm. But yeah, didn't that's, that feel that's cool? That's really key. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. And just talking to people I hadn't seen since the pandemic started and, and also updating people on how things have gone with veterans and everyday heroes as well as uh in Mad Hatter Industries and who's been supporting us, you know, similar to like well, Blackbridge being there from essentially the get go when we started out to uh where we're kind of becoming more known in the motorcycle community. So it's really great to just get out and meet everyone. It's nice to be able to celebrate those people now too, like um like the all these individuals that during the pandemic that were still you know, stepping up and saying, okay, you know, yes, we are also facing hardships in some ways, but, you know, I'll give you what I can. And, you know, that doesn't necessarily have to be cash money, right? There's a lot of other things that can help uh, the, the community that we are choosing to serve. Um, and it doesn't have to be money. Right. And now it's really cool to be able to, you know, meet more regularly, hopefully to do these chats do the rides like you did yesterday, like that group raising almost like two grand for VA, which is just phenomenal. And only, only through, you know, chance meeting through networks and, and telling a story, getting people to 
see that you're doing good work. And that's so important, I think, for what we're doing is that people actually recognize it and go, I can see results. And then having people believe in you, like, it's pretty fucking cool. It is pretty cool. Can I say that on yeah, for sure. On Instagram. Yeah, they're not going to okay. do anything. They're not, I, I'm not getting any money anyway, yeah. so they can't like demonetize me. Exactly. <laughs> so got a question for both of you. Since the mask mandate drop, how many times have you ran into somebody that you met while the mask mandate was up and you only knew them when they were wearing a mask oh. and they come up to you and they act like they know you and you're like, I don't know who this guy is. It's been many. And then they say their name or you ask them what their name is and you're like, oh shit, that's what you look like. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was a motorcycle super show for sure. Like that. <laughs> we ran in over twenty thousand people there, and oh yeah, well we were talking Instagram. Like you recognize the face after the mask drops, but it was just hard to put two and two together afterwards yep. or before. But then, yeah, there's just it's great just to see everybody in person again, and yeah, it's a different dynamic when everybody was locked down or masked up. It's uh, people were I think less social. Yeah. No, it's, um, we, we, speaking of that social, yesterday we met a gentleman, he was putting some gas in his truck, mm -hmm. tell, told us a pretty cool story about, uh, you know, changing lifestyle for him, and um, he had had a Harley before, and he'd moved to a different bike now, and, and uh, his wife became a minister, and it, I, it doesn't really matter, the point I'm getting to is, uh, I've noticed over the last couple of weeks, especially with some nicer weather and, you know, people not having masks on and, and actually interacting again. Like, I don't think three years ago, if I pumped gas, that like people would talk to me, but people have been talking to me while I'm getting gas. Mm -hmm. I do not have an approachable constitution, right? <laughs> Unless I have rigs out. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Actually. I'm trying to take advantage of it and, and, and live in that moment. Right. There's, there's, you know, that communication between people is definitely something I've been missing. I think, um, you know, motorcycle riding or the, I don't want to say the sport, right? Because yeah. there's a lot of brands that call it the sport of riding, right? But the, the culture that comes along with it is probably the biggest reason why, you know, I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing um, is just because like the brotherhood or the fraternity that you become part of when you're in the writing community all together. And I know both of y'all can vouch for this. This is probably the closest that you can get to um, any, any kind of relationship that you had with anybody in the military, right? Like the way, like you wore the uniform and if you weren't wearing it and you saw somebody else that was like, you knew y'all two could talk and, and, yep. and it was, you could have a good relationship, something meaningful, Right. And it's the same way, you know, especially through Harley Davidson in general, you see anybody with a bar and shield on a shirt or hat or something like that, you automatically have something to talk about. And um, no matter what, uh, where you come from, what your skin color is, what walk of life or anything like that, you automatically have some type of connection with that person. And nine times out of 10, if like you see somebody stuck on the side of the road and their helmet's sitting on the ground in front of their bike. I mean, you're going to, I'm going to stop. I look for right? it every time I pass a bike. It doesn't matter yeah. what they're doing. I just make sure it's not there. Right. And I don't know of anything that's closer to the military aspect as the biking community in general is, whether it's a sport bike, whether it's a Harley, whether it's an Indian or a dirt bike. Right. I think. What about spiders? Uh, they're, they're a different breed. 
Okay. No. (laughs) I just wanted to make sure. It's I don't have a. It's not my prejudice. I just was testing you guys. You wave at spiders, Andrew. I was just uh, looking. This is about you two, and your prejudice (laughs) against spiders. I'll throw the deuces down at anybody riding. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Uh, You know. Yeah. I'll always wave. Now, don't get me wrong. There's gonna be that that banter, you know, between brands. Of course, you know, Honda, Harley, and and Indian, and and. All Ducati, Kawasaki, Yamaha, you name it. There's always going to be that banter, just like there is between branches. That's part of competition. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. oh, the Army's better than the Navy, or the Air Force is better than everybody else because, you know, they get more money in, than, than any other branch does. That's right. You know? But, I'm not sure. Is that still true? Yeah, that's still true. It's still true here, right? <laughs> I know it's true in the U.S. Oh. Well, it's definitely true there. Yeah, it's yeah. for Air Force. They always get the money. That's what it yeah. seems like. Yeah, uh, you're right. It's it all goes to the kitchen. Now. <laughs> yeah, we always have <laughs> better methods the, the Air Force <laughs> ones. But yeah, oh. tying into your point, Andrew, with uh, the fraternity of riders and the similarities between what it's like with uh, being in the military and, and just running into other folks on the road, it's very similar. Whatever, regardless of trade or service, everyone on the road riding two wheels gets the wave. And if there's ever like uh, a need, if somebody's on the side of the road, you help your your brother or sister out, and that's what that community I, I've noticed. Like when I returned from uh, my second tour after my injury, I started getting into motorcycling, and yeah, it was just a fraternity of uh, like-minded individuals, and it also mimicked that similarity of being out on patrol. You know, when you've had that physically arduous uh, task of patrolling out in the heat in the desert kind of similar to being on the bike all day 10 hours you know you get that same feeling that feeling of danger and excitement and just being alive again yeah it's definitely endurance that comes with uh riding in you know just full sun and in the heat especially if you're riding a harley because you're getting all that engine heat coming up on you dude we were we were riding back from dover and uh, I almost died like three times. I was going to ask you if you um, actually rode there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wicked. Yeah, I rode there. Nice. Um, and we were going a lot faster than we should have been, right? It's just inherent. It's like going to happen. Like 101? Uh, I'm, no. Not that fast? No, I mean like the we were on back roads and the limit was like 60 or, oh. or 80 or something like that. And we're doing like 120, 140. Okay. Um, but the road uh, was washboarding really bad. So it had those little bumps in it. And then they got really big. And it would like push my the front end of my bike way up in the air, and then my back tire would hit, and it pushed the front end of the bike down. And then I went completely airborne, like completely off the ground, scared the daylights out of me. Like my butthole t- like <laughs> tightened up so much it suction cut me to the damn seat, and um, came down like when the bike came down. Like my bike has no give in the suspension, right? It's just stiff as hell on the back. So when we came down, like my my. My balls went into my stomach. And your tailbone. And oh, it was my back was hurting and all that stuff. But, you know, it's a scary moment. And made it through, didn't lay down the bike or anything like that. But we get back to, uh, like, we, we were riding out to Rockies, like, on the way back. And once we get to Rockies, it gave us, like, a half-hour story, you know, of just catching up over the ride, like, the bullshit that happened <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. And it's the same thing like when you're coming out of sector, when you come back, oh, did you see that guy with the fucking AK? <laughs> Off on the side, I thought he was going to shoot us. Yep. I was ready to go. Yeah, you you're know? saving that story. From, exactly. For the whole time. And you're like, I got to remember this. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, or you're going, like we went over a railroad crossing that wasn't paved. Like it was just loose gravel. 
and nobody knew it was gravel until we were already too late. Like we couldn't slow down. So we're doing 110, 120 kilometers just going through gravel. Nice. And <laughs> uh, whoever was behind you was probably really It's pleased. like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Hope it don't die. Let's, <laughs> let's give it a shot. Uh, well, you're still here. Yeah. yeah. And Corey, he got a whole new bike. Yeah, it's pretty slick. Have you seen it? I saw pictures. Yeah. I saw pictures. I haven't seen it in person. Well, I'm sure he'll tell you all about it. Corey. Corey, tell us about your, yeah, well, your new whip. Yeah. That new whip at a Conquer Motorcycles in BC is uh, going to be basically going to all the bases we can get it on over the next couple of years. And part of our campaign of spreading the uh, mission on mental health, we teamed up with uh, a few other companies, Cricket Clubhouse and Original Garage Moto. They're going to be helping with uh, some of the media and extra parts that we're putting it on. We're actually going to be out in back on Cool Quebec next weekend putting on some crash bars and a few other things. But uh, So look for Mad Hatter going down the, har- the highway all yeah, the way to Quebec. Just flying down. Yeah, I was on the bike uh, 10 hours yesterday, and uh, the thing just runs great. It's really well built. It's a unique bike. It's, it's got like a tan cat pad sort of variant color to the uh, the fairing and the side. So it's definitely unique. It looks like a, a veteran-owned bike. So we're, we're just trying to do it justice get it out on the road and uh, started touring to all the places it needs to go. So I interrupted you while you were saying what type of bike it was. Yeah, it's a 2014 FXDB, so Street street Bob, uh, a Dyna. So I had a soft tail before, the Night Train, which is an amazing bike. This has just got more like of a, it's kind of like a higher platform, and it handles just amazing the way that it's been built and the design of the Dynas, as you'd know. They're just a little bit lighter and a little bit more sleek. So the thing just handles amazing. It, it grabs. It's got some good punch to it. I should have recorded when you uh, flew away yesterday because it sounds pretty uh, pretty wicked too. Yeah. 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 What kind of pipe you got yeah, on it? Things. Yeah, the Vanson Hines. Yeah? Yeah. Two into one. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. Classic. So what's going on at... Um, Bob Cajun Bike Fest, Corey. Like you and I are both going to be there. Uh, we were, spe- yeah, we were speaking with the things. organizer yesterday. Leona Davies. She's got her uh, therapy goat. That was awesome. Uh, Riggs got to meet uh, Billy. Yeah. And Leona's the organizer. Pace Law, the Fallen Riders, they're one of the big sponsors. And essentially there's going to be a, a big sort of vendor city on the main main strip across the uh, the center center of town right across where the bridges there's a little piece of uh, old town near the city hall where we're all setting up there's a rumor that martinez might be jumping over the uh the canal but i haven't heard if that's true or not i just heard the rumor maybe but there's maybe gonna be a lot of people it. out what kind of jump is this <laughs> somebody told me yeah somebody i think i heard from uh stinger boys like it's not a small canal yeah like no. maybe it narrows in a point but is it gonna be like a harley jump or is it gonna be you know, like a dirt bike. I, I don't know. I have to reach out to him to confirm. So uh, that'll be interesting. I know there's going to be a few other vendors there as well. And and I'm also celebrating my 40th birthday, coincidentally. So we have a, a small ownership in a brewery that's in town there called Old Dog. So we'll probably be partaking a few beverages after the day's done. We'll be there from Saturday, basically 9 to 6 in the 10th city. Swinging uh, VH and MHI shirts and spreading the mission. Rigs will be there, and then uh, we're going to go 
into the downtown part and celebrate. <laughs> so it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, we're stoked. Just more importantly, it's Hatter's birthday. Yeah, that we're celebrating. Big four zero. Yeah. God, you're getting old, man. You can officially call me old man now. <laughs> no, no, man, that's mine. You so it's going to be old man and older man. <laughs> older man. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Old man and older man. Old man junior, old man senior. Oh, man. Yeah, so it should be a good time. And I've been to the bike fest there before. I know it, it uh, hasn't really been around the last couple of years. And from what I understand, just like when we were talking earlier about how you know, with the change of ownership and Aaron and Brian putting that dedication into it, mm-hmm. uh, it really is start. It, it really feels like with Bike Fest this year and Bob Cajun that there's a lot more added value than um, there had been in the past. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of, again, people want to do stuff now. Vendors are now saying, "I want to get out there." Right, the ones that are still around. Thank goodness. But, yeah, so Yeah, and Leona, I think she's quite passionate not only about the motorcycling community, like she's the president of her uh her motorcycle club, but also veterans uh, uh issues. So she she's she's married to a veteran as well and is very in tune with the uh issues that veterans face and very passionate about mental health as well. Just a great person overall. There the the money that's gonna be raised um a portion of it, I always say, I, don't, I never want to say everything because you never know. A good portion of it, I'm sure, she's putting towards uh, mental health and PTSD. Is yeah. that, that's right, isn't it? What I heard yesterday. Yeah, so there's different charities that are being supported, a total of five. Uh, the Legion's actually included in one of them, and they're putting on a barbecue for afterwards. But uh, there's, there's definitely... Uh, it's going into different directions, all based around mental health and support for the community. So it's a great initiative, and for doing good things for a good time, having a good time at the same time. That's kind of our mo with these events. So getting everybody else out uh, to have a good time, but also just to raise awareness and funds for those those causes that are important. Yeah, back to that motorcycling community. Yeah, exactly. Right, like yeah. it doesn't matter what type of bike you ride, why you ride it who you ride it for, there are, there's still a, a, a com- camaraderie yeah. and, and all like, look at all these charity rides and they often have success because people want to get out and ride mm-hmm. and why not ride for a purpose too? Yeah. Like we've also got the, or there's a ride that Blackbridge is uh, participating in coming up soon. I don't remember the dates off the top of my head, but it's the ride for dad. Yes. And um, there's a, it's a, Pretty big charity. Yes, it is. That goes on to there. Again, if you know the date, I don't remember the dates off the top of my head, though. No, I'm, I'm unfortunately, I don't know. Uh, yeah, we got the one coming up next Saturday at Durham. There's a bunch of things. So there's the Highway of Heroes ride. There's the Ride for Dad. There's also a uh, Ontario District uh, charity run and ride. <laughs> so the fourth is really busy. But I think uh, Blackbridge is doing one just a few weeks afterwards, so it's good that it's not everything all at the same time. But I know with everything opening up, everybody's jumping on the bit to get involved and get into things. So it's really tricky trying to pick which event to go to, but uh, a lot of great stuff happening this summer for sure. Yeah, so the ride day for Ride for Dad is actually coming up June 4th. Oh, okay. So okay, that's the day, yeah. Yeah, June 4th. So it's coordinated all throughout. 
Yep, and I know um, Blackbridge is going to be uh, riding in that ride as well. I know our, Trina, our service manager, she's going to be in there. And uh, we've got two spots reserved. Um, I'm, I was supposed to be riding in it. Uh, there's some other like uh, work stuff that might, might have come up to pull me out of that. I'm still going to try and make into it. But, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's, it's just really cool to be able to see, you know, all of this stuff happening, um, you know, within the community. It's building the community up, right? And, um, mm-hmm. like, talking, like, swinging over to, like, the mental health part of things, right? And the stigma that comes with mental health. I think any time that, um, anytime that there's a big event, that, you know, raises, uh, I guess you could say awareness, right? But not, I don't want to say just awareness, but um, it just becomes more of a conversation topic than you think about it and then it goes away in the back of your head, right? Like, um, I don't know the right word you know, for I, that. No, I get that because you'll have, uh, you know, people that just like going to rides. Yeah. They, you know, they, they know there's going to be some prizes, often mm-hmm. a barbecue, they get to see all the cool bikes because uh, unless you go to Dover on the 13th or you come to a showroom, mm-hmm. um, where can you see such an eclectic uh, um, in, in uh, appearance and style of bike than at a ride? Mm-hmm. And then they, they finish it. If they stick around for everything else, they're going to hear stories of you know things that they maybe were not part of whatever the issue is at hand, mm-hmm. that, that, that uh, um, sir, community service uh, is trying to admit where he's awareness for, yep. right? Or you start, you're able to meet some people that they've served before. Mm-hmm. Your positive stories is why your 20 bucks or 30 bucks or whatever it is for today's ride is actually going to help somebody uh, or to do something or to improve a park or there's so many rides for so many different things. So you get to also be part of that change in enjoying something that you right. like to do. So, and it's, uh, you know, like there's, there's uh, one group that we have, and this isn't really on the mental health side of things, but we got the Lansdowne uh, Children's Hospital, yeah. um, the nonprofit organization for that. You know, we, uh, the dealership, you know, both Rockies and, and Blackbridge, we sponsored them by giving them a bike to raffle off. And they're selling raffle tickets right now. And it's going to get them quite a bit of money to be able to keep the organization going and stuff. And um, it's just seeing little things like that, like, um, you know, people within the community helping out everybody else, right? It's not, um, you know, we often get sidetracked with what I like to call our first world problems, right? Yeah, yeah. Like somebody complaining about the top on their Maserati won't come down. Oh, it won't go back up. Oh, my gosh, it's 100 degrees outside, and I can't get the top on my Maserati up. It's a big problem. I'm like, oh, gosh, poor you, you know. But then you, you kind of, it puts it back in perspective, right? Whenever you, you hop on your $40,000 motorcycle and you ride up to a dealership and you see this charity thing going on, it puts it right at the forefront, right? And you can, you see it, and you, you're, I guess the awareness is brought back up, and you have the, the, the opportunity to kind of humble yourself and know that, look, this, there's a lot more stuff that's bigger than me and my problems going on in this world right now. Yeah, you're you absolutely know? right. And, um, you know, I was telling one of the guys that I work with, like, dude, you just need to deploy one time. <laughs> just deploy one time and you're complaining will be cut in half. 
Like, yeah. like just right off the rip. Like there's so many things that everybody takes for granted in this life, you know, that you wouldn't even think about. You know, like being able to shower with, you know, non-sulfur or sulfured water, right? I don't know if you've ever had to take a be sulfur to, shower. No, brush your teeth. Yeah. Like be able to brush your teeth and not get some sort of... Yep. Back end issue. Start taking a shower with a bottle of water, 500 mils. Yeah, exactly. It. Or having to dig a cat hole in the middle of the desert, right? Like, <laughs> so I mean, it's It'd just. Be, I think a better society if everyone had did some service, at least to get an understanding of how grateful they should be for the basic amenities. Right. Like running water. Hatter for prime Eat. minister. Electricity. <laughs> I oh. mean, it's, yeah. it's just crazy, you know, and. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's one instance where I went, I was in Colorado and I went up on top of Pikes Peak. I don't know if y'all have ever been on top of a really big mountain, No, but Pikes Peak humbled me like for years. It just, this one trip humbled the shit out of me. Like I'm standing on the top of Pikes Peak and I see these cliffs that are just going down for hundreds and hundreds and thousands of feet. And, uh, I'm just this little bitty speck on top of this mountain, right? And uh, I can see, you know, three quarters of Colorado just by standing on this mountain and even more of other states that are nearby. And um, it's like, wow, you know, me struggling over five bucks really isn't that big of a deal. You know, it makes it easier because there's always there's always people that are um, ungrateful for the stuff that they have. And they uh, they're always looking to the person that's like what they think is like the tier above them. Right. And there's this very beautiful comic uh, that was like illustration that I saw on Facebook years and years ago. And there's a guy on a bicycle and he looked over and there's a guy in a car driving a car. And he's like, man, I wish I had a car. And the guy in the car was looked over and saw a woman driving an SUV. And he's like, man, I wish I had a bigger car. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the woman in the SUV looked over and this guy driving an exotic car, like a, like a Ferrari or something like that. Man, I wish I had a Ferrari. And the guy in the Ferrari looked up and there's a guy flying a helicopter. She's like, man, I wish I had a helicopter. And the guy in the helicopter is looking up and there's a private jet flying. He's like, man, I wish I had a private jet. Everybody's always like looking up, wanting to have a little bit more than what they already have instead of taking 20 minutes and just looking back and be like, man, it's so much, so much better than what it could be. Attitude of gratitude. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Like, it's just, it could be so much worse. It really could. And this little bitty problem that you're dealing with right now, that's in the grand scheme of things, how big is it? It's inconvenient. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, it can be inconvenient. Yeah, that's you know? all. That's all right. And I, I was sitting with my kids, you know, and we're all. Um, this was last year, and this was probably the best moment of my life, right? Like the best, just isolated happenstance moment. And we're laying in bed. It's probably oh, between midnight and one in the morning. Like I'm tired as hell. I'm ready to go to sleep. And uh, my oldest comes in the room. Like, mommy, I had a nightmare. I'm like, all right, go ahead and come get in bed, right? And then one of the other kids comes in the room. It's like, ah, oh, can I lay with y'all? Yeah, go ahead. Come on. Come get in the bed. And then um, I looked over to my wife, and I was like, yeah, but the other two aren't here. Let's just go get them, right? And I go, and I get the other two. I wake them up, get them in bed, and I put on some uh, underwater nature thing, right, like some ocean documentary. And uh, all six of us are just sitting in my bed watching this documentary, and I look over at my wife, and I'm like, this is the best, like, moment ever. That's cool. My whole family's together. There's not a worry in the world. Everybody's safe, right? Everybody's got a roof over their head. We've got food to eat. We've got clothes on our backs. Couldn't ask for anything more. Yep. And, uh, you know, 
seeing and I, I bring all of that up because seeing these these charities that we contribute to um, and seeing the the give back right um, puts it all in perspective right like you got you got it pretty well if you can give back let's give back yeah right because there's a lot of people that have it way worse right and they, they've been dealt a really bad hand of cards and some of them have been dealt a good hand and they just flushed it down the toilet and they don't know what to do with it yeah. Right, they don't know how to get back up, and everybody needs a helping hand here and there. Yeah, and and to come back around that circle, you know, some of the you know the recipients of um, you know local community groups or charities, not for profits. Um, if you look at some of the core of these issues, mental health is there. Yeah, whether it's the children's hospital, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's you know homeless vets, you know, whether heck. You know, anyway, many other things. <laughs> yeah. Stalled here. But, um, you know, there's still, you know, potentially trauma involved, right? You know, other mental health things, right? In, in the case of homelessness, often addiction, which uh, is brought on by trauma. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I don't think that's just my opinion. Um, so just be, just be a good human being, right? Help if you can. And I think you'll find, should you ever need something, if you live a life like that, enough people will be touched by your connection that you'll never fall down. Right. Because they won't let you. Because you've always been there for, mm-hmm. for them. Right? What do you think, Corey? No, he fell asleep. Yeah, I mean, in <laughs> regards to uh, those issues, um, that's been something both dealt with personally on my side, but it's also lots of, of things in the community that have recently come out. And I think there's, again, there's been an increase over the last couple of years. And, and, you know, you mentioned helping out where we can, when we can. I think it's more important now than ever, uh, especially with just uh, what's been going on with everyone in the last two years. Most people have faced uh, some issues pretty seriously one way or the other, either economically with their job, or uh, having some issues with their family and and just health problems as well. But the, the mental health front, I think it's been always a continuation of it's always important. But um, having in the military, anyways, there's been a, an increase in people bringing up the the discussion on this. We have a a group or a mental health program of advocates called Sentinels, and there's been a lot of good work being done in that. And and it's similar to what we try to do in the community as well with uh, veterans and everyday heroes and Mad Hatter Industries, the same thing. We have those networks and communities where we reach out, but it's it's been on the rise, uh, issues and crises, mental health crises, where there's been a need to help both financially and then getting the right resources in place. So those and discussions are, are continuing, but it's, it's been good. It's and been we're, increased and important. Sorry, Corey. When we're, when we're out there too, you know, we're, we're being engaged and, and sometimes there's opportunity to tell the story uh, on purpose, you know, if you're addressing a crowd or, if, you know, giving thanks, especially yesterday. Um, I think it's important that, you know, the people, some of the people that are there, just like we mentioned before, they're along for the ride. There's that opportunity for education. Uh, the stories comes out, come out sometimes. It comes out through direct questions when... You know, people know you're part of whatever organization that 
um, you're there representing and they ask you those questions and the story comes out and even just those individual stories are going to be amplified because um, I've seen Corey tell elements of his story and the impact that whether he notices or not of people listening to it, mm-hmm. right? So that's going to get amplified. They're going to retell your story, right? And that is what's going to help destigmatize the issues that we're dealing with still. Um, because it's, we have to continually educate. We can't just educate one right. generation and be like, okay, we fix this, right? Although it may get easier as that becomes a more open part of our communication. Um, so that's why I love getting on the ground too and actually speaking to people and, and uh, hopefully creating an impact in a larger scale. And, uh, you know, Corey talks to everybody. So yeah. Like he hits everybody in the room. Corey's got the biggest, busiest schedule I've ever seen. It's pretty incredible. Just so you know, Corey, like whenever I speak to people and you're not around and we talk about lining things up and they're like, how does that man do it? Yeah. And I just say a very supportive spouse. Yeah, yeah. yeah without the spousal support. And uh, that's partially why I had to go virtual today. And I appreciate uh, both of your flexibility on that. But uh, when the wife says this, stay back and help out. I, I listen. I think, it, yeah. It's a new thing I've started in this marriage. It's called listening to the wife and it actually really helps. I <laughs> uh, never would have thought. Have, you, have you noticed but. a difference? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, we work together on it and, and that schedule again yesterday and Andy, Andrew had uh, some introspection just to how busy things are. We had three events to do and yeah, everything's flexible. So we ended up missing, unfortunately, one event. But uh, you just do what you can where you can. And we, we try to try and hit the impact that's most important. But uh, that's, I guess it keeps me, you know, for me, it's therapeutic. I enjoy talking to people and helping people. But it's definitely uh, giving a cake. You got to do it at a pace that is healthy for you. And somebody on the ride just hit the nail on the head because we had a rider that kind of dropped out and one of the uh, road captains just went to check on to make sure everything was all right. And there was a girl that had these uh, hilarious pigtails on her helmet. She's like, yeah, you got to ride your own ride. Everybody needs to do it at their own pace and you just ride your own ride. And I think that'd be a great t-shirt slogan. But well, it's it is. true, you take it yeah. at your own pace. Yeah, Tr- trademark. Yep. Mad Hatter Industries. Yeah. yeah. Done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Patent pending. So question for, for everybody, when we're talking about the stigma with mental health, right, or PTSD or anything like that, what do you think, like, the biggest, if you had to isolate, like, one thing that contributed to the stigma, like this big, giant picture of a stigma about mental health, what do you think, the, in your opinion, the biggest contributor is? Oh, my goodness. This is going to be a philosophy question. Oh, it is. I don't know if we have time for a Yeah, it's almost question. a loaded question. We'll let oh, Andrew geez. answer that. No, you know what? Because I'll, be, I'll take things. up the rest of the time here because I can get pretty deep into this stuff. I mean, the, the stigma stigma is, is, is based on historical pattern, mm-hmm. right? Because there has to be some socializing of, of certain behaviors that are discouraged amongst generations or amongst gender or amongst occupation. Right, because there'll be different stigmas for different occupations, mm-hmm. right? But specifically surrounding, um, uh, even if I was just to make it mental health, right? Um, bring it specifically 
into uh, those difficult vocations, soldiers, paramedics, Mm -hmm. firefighters, police officers, correction officers, nurses, emerge doctors. Um, If you start to look at it historically, right, look look at humanity historically and go, how... How long have we been without war in some part of the world, right? Um, probably not ever. Right. Right. Um, and I'd, I'd love for someone, if anyone's actually watching us, to say, I know there was a period of unwar during this time and this time. I don't, they'll find it. And then we start to, we start to raise our, our children, right? We have generational trauma, mm-hmm. right? So you have, you know, let's, let's just say, let's go back to the Boer War talking about Canadians, right? And you had those soldiers go off from Canada. They come back shortly thereafter. There's another one. World mm-hmm. War I, the ones that survive have children. They're dealing with shell shock, right? Later known as PTSD. Mm-hmm. Then not so much further after that, we have World War II, right? After World War II, we start to see a, um, just the way institutions started building up Right? We were started to create some stability. Yes, we had Korea um, for Canada that was involved, but not comparatively to other conflicts. Right. And yes, um, you had the Vietnam War, Persian Gulf, yep. and later Afghanistan and Iraq. And we have this constant generational trauma of people dealing with, that's us now, mm-hmm. um, and misunderstanding of what, you know, post-traumatic stress injuries are occupational, operational stress injuries, the effects of the brain on the body, right? Like when you dropped that mic stand, I thought it was going to have a heart attack. Or whatever, right? <laughs> right. You saw it coming, but yeah. I didn't, right? And that's something that my, my brain doesn't give me a choice on how right. I react. It's so instantaneous. And so to deal with that, what do we do? We put down certain behaviors, the ones we don't want people to recognize in us or things that we don't like because it affects us. Right. Right? So, you know, shut up, toughen up, because inside you're going, this fucking sucks. Yep. Right? All of this sucks. I don't have time to deal with your suck. So shut up and toughen up, walk it off, whatever. Here, this is how I deal with it. Here's that. Here, take a shot or some whiskey or whatever else. Or let's go to the strip club. Yep. Or let's get on Tinder, even though I have a relation, committed relationship. Yep. All of that is in the pursuits of these things that we were missing. We don't understand why until we actually understand why we, we are acting this way. Um, so I think the stigma uh, comes, comes from our history of everyone going through shitty times at some point. Right? Although we're in great times right now, I hope it's not the best that humanity will ever achieve. And even at some point, people look at us and go, I can't believe they live that way. Yeah. Right? Uh, oh yeah! Did I answer your question? Yeah, I can go. I can go a lot on for better. forever. A lot better than I was imagining. Yeah. So <laughs> if, if anyone wants to provide me with an honorary doctorate of history, uh, it's always been something that I've been I've wanted. You know so. what? You know what drives me insane? Whenever I'm talking to somebody and it comes out that I'm a veteran, however, right? Especially in a job interview, right? Like um, at every single job interview that I've ever been on. You know, like, tell me about yourself, right? And I was like, oh, I was military for 10 years, you know, did this, did that, you know, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, did you ever go overseas? And I'm like, well, yeah, I did four deployments, did three in Iraq and one in Afghanistan. Oh, we're not going to have, like, any issues with, like, you freaking out on us, are yeah, we? People are worried about that. And I'm like, no, 
but that question right there just drives me insane. I don't know why. I can't put a finger on it, but it's like, why? Why would, why? It's like stereotyping what they, what they might believe. Right. um, Because of likely media. Right. Of what someone with this injury may respond to. Right. When it has so many different columns, right? The way you would act here at work is, I venture to say, not the same way you act at home. No. Not the same way you act with your peers. And that's minus having a mental health injury. Mm-hmm. And now throw that in. Um, you, you may um, be your best self right now. Or you may be your best self at home. Yep. And then just assuming that just because it's at work that you're going to fly off the handle about something. Like You don't need a warning sticker. Right. Yeah. And so I had a, you know, going off with heels that I had a, uh, another evaluation for PTSD not too long ago, right? Like the VA has to do one like every five years to see if you're progressing or whatnot. And um, so I'm in the middle of this and they're like, well, do you, do you, what do you do to cope? Right. And I was like, ah, oh, smoke a bunch of weed. <laughs> right. And um, they're like, well, what do you mean? I was like, I mean, at night when I go home after I'm off of work, kids are in bed, I'll go out in the garage and I'll smoke a bowl or I'll smoke a joint or I'll eat a gummy or something like that. That way I can sleep good at night, right? I don't have to worry about nightmares, don't have to worry about anything. If I, if I just smoke a little bit, I'm good, right? They're like, oh, okay, that's great. And then weeks later, they come back and say that they're going to reduce the amount of disability I get from the VA because I can cope with my PTSD a lot better now. What? But we let's just if I'd have flopped that I smoke a lot of weed to I drink a lot of booze, it would have been like World War Three between me and that evaluator. Yeah. Right? And just little things like that drive me insane. Yeah. Right? And um the injury still occurred. Yeah. Like it's right? still it's it's always gonna be there, right? You're always gonna have to deal with it. It doesn't ever fully go away. And um you know, it's, it's all about being able to cope with it and moving on and living your life in a constructive and healthy way. Right. Right. And, um, you know, I found a lot of things, um, you know, work well. I found a lot of things work horrible. Right. Right. But other than that, I mean, that's, that's the stuff that drives me insane. And I think, I think you're nailing it on the head with your, when you were talking about, you know, oh, you know, shut up. Right. You know, oh, tighten your bootstraps. Right? Like, just fucking walk it off. Let's go. You know, let's go to the titty bar. You know, let's go sleep with this lady or, or sleep with this person or go on Tinder. You know, whatever. Right? Like, they're trying to find something to take their mind off of it. Right? The coping mechanisms. Yeah. Yep. So they don't have to. Don't have to deal with it. Think of those things in their head or, yeah. you know, until tomorrow. And then either repeat the behavior, which is often the case. Mm-hmm. Or become depressed become a recluse Yep. to, yeah, it's just, you need those positive coping mechanisms. You need to have those positive people in your life, like Corey, who's still on the line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Corey. Still here, still listening. Are so, you? It's, I mean, it's difficult oh, yeah. with you not here. I, I, I want to, I, I just keep looking into Skip's eyes and I forget that you're here. <laughs> but. Well, I, yeah, we, I, uh, we're definitely due to get together in person for the next one. And once we start uh, getting in guests too, the in person's always better than the virtual. 
Yeah, right. I, I mean, I guess that being said, because uh, Skip is a great dad and he needs to get off to some little league any moment now. Yeah, man, got to go see my boy Pitch. Yeah, and um, what was I going to say? I don't Respectful know. Respectful of your time. What should we say in closing? Yeah, we need to. Yeah, I think you're going to conclude with what dates we have coming up next. Just as a reminder for those listening, right, Andrew? I think that's important for sure. Events there. Because we have the, uh, I'll, I'll let Skip give his dates out again. Uh, oh, no, I know what I was going to say. If anyone is still watching this or, or checks it out on Spotify once it's posted, um, if, they, if they're interested, you know, if they're um, interested in veteran issues, love motorcycles, just want to meet rigs, uh, and they have a neat story to say, if, they, if they're interested in being a guest, they're welcome to throw it down in the comments. Um, yeah, for, for dates, so we have uh, next weekend, that's the uh, Heroes Ride. And that, uh, where does that start up? That's down near Trenton. So there's the Highway Heroes that's going to be starting out at Trenton. They're yep. going to be doing a route uh, avoiding the 401 this year because it gets a little bit messy. There's also the Ride for Dad. And then uh, that's the 4th. Blackbridge. June 4th. Yep. The Saturday is the big events where there's multiple uh, stuff going on. And then the following week, we have Bob Cajun Bike Fest, June 11th. And then from the 17th to the 19th, I believe, Skip, we have the uh, Forest City meetup with the stop in Rockies as well. Yeah. And the weekend after that, I know it's not motorcycle related, but it's still they still have engines. I'm at the Air Fest in St. Thomas, Ontario with rigs and VA. Um, so the air shows are starting back up again, which is pretty cool. That's really cool. Yeah. That is really cool. All right, anything else you need to say, Corey? No, I just missed the, uh, seeing you guys. Well, I saw you yesterday, Andrew, <laughs> in person, but uh, Andy, we're due for uh, a ride. We'll have to get out there, skip uh, out to Blackbridge, and show you the new bike as well. Hell next, yeah, uh, man. Episode. Uh, maybe we can do one at the uh, Four City uh, Bike Fest. We'll get a little pop-up, do some live video, show everyone uh, what's going on with the bikes and all the events. Hell yeah. I'll be there. Anything else, old man? No, that's it. Uh, as always, like, love meeting up with you here at Blackbridge. Um, live seems to be working out really well. Yeah. It stayed up. It didn't fall over. <laughs> these, these new mics sound amazing. They do. And uh, for all those that uh, tune in later or watch now, um, you know, thanks for all the support. And we'll catch you next time. All right. We'll see you later. This podcast is brought to you by Blackbridge Harley-Davidson. Are you looking to customize your bike? Come on down and speak to one of our parts specialists today and find out how you can change the performance, handling, or the look of your machine today.